Welcome to I Can't Believe I'm Vegan, where we talk about tips and tricks to maintaining an easy vegan lifestyle. In this podcast, I'll be offering my secret ingredients to cook up your own recipe towards a plant-based lifestyle. Let's eliminate the struggle when it comes to consistency. Judgment-free over here. We will turn that shame into finding the joy of living your life without feeling like you're missing anything. I'm your host, Kara Pitts, also co-owner of Southern Roots Vegan Bakery. Welcome to the show. When you hear the word vegan, what comes to your mind? To be honest, for me, it was probably hippie. It was just something that I would connect with white people. I didn't know any other Black vegans growing up. Um, It wasn't something that was ever talked about. You rarely heard the phrase vegetarian, but nobody really knew what it meant. Like, you'll have people say they're vegetarian, but they still eat seafood. Um, Pescatarians, they're not sure what it means. It's just like it was never something really laid out. For so long, veganism has just been associated with white people and that, oh, that's a white thing. Not saying, let me be clear, that's what veganism is. It's just that's the easiest way for people to discount or discredit veganism. If you looked up vegan people in a search engine or even just the word vegan, you most likely aren't going to see many people of color. You're going to see a wide range of white people And then the Black people or minorities you might see might be like the latest influencer or celebrity that's giving veganism a try. What we're eating is killing us at alarming rates. According to the CDC, over 40% of Black men over the age of 20 have hypertension and 44% of Black women. Two of the three leading causes of death in the Black community are stroke and heart disease. This does not have to be the case. This podcast, we're going to talk about being vegan while Black. We're going to break stereotypes with facts, and by the end of this, you might be bringing that Impossible Burger to the cookout. A Pew Research Center poll from 2016 found that 8% of Black Americans identified as a strict vegan or vegetarian compared with 3% of all Americans. Many people of color say they switched to a plant-based diet for the environment, animal rights, and their health. Obviously, the internet and social media can be good and it can be bad. In this case, I think it truly plays a role in the access we have to additional information about our health that we might not otherwise get. The Journal of the American Heart Association conducted a study over the span of 32 years. They found that those who were enjoying a mostly plant-based diet were 52% less likely to develop heart issues. And a 2019 Gallup poll found that nearly a third of people of color in America reported cutting down on meat compared to a fifth of white Americans. So good, you won't believe it's vegan. That's what one of our first customers ever said to us when he tried our desserts when we launched at a farmer's market. And it stuck with us. You don't want to give up your sweet tooth? Who said you had to? Head over to southernrootsvegan.com where we specialize in recreating southern classics with a plant-based twist. We ship nationwide a variety of your favorite baked goods, donuts, cookies, cakes, and they're all Tabitha Brown approved. Use promo code PODCAST for 20% off your first order. That's southernrootsvegan.com. Now back to the show. Something that really moved my husband Marcus and I when we were watching What the Health was that most of the common diseases you see in America are linked to food choices, and those stats rise in the African-American population. 
immediately when we talk about this, people think that you are condemning the food that they're eating and they have to give up things that they're used to and that you're like, oh no, you need to just eat salad. Nobody's saying that. We don't have to give up the foods that we eat, but we can make them a healthier way. No, you're not having to give up your soul food. Our culture is programmed to eat certain foods like chitlins, ham hocks, neck bones and our greens. This shouldn't represent our blackness. Our ancestors weren't given choices like we have now. They had to consume these to survive slavery. They didn't have the luxury of being able to DoorDash your favorite restaurant in 20 minutes. There's no reason in 2022 for us to still be eating like this. To this day, our generation of our culture, we pass down these recipes as part of our heritage like it's normal. The reality for us is a large part of the Black community. We don't fully understand what veganism is or what it's about. You'll most likely hear someone say like, oh, I can never eat anything vegan. Oh, okay, so you've never had a french fry. It's that mindset that keeps us stuck. Another thing that keeps us stuck are food deserts. Many communities of color lack affordable access to fresh fruits and vegetables. You'll find convenience and dollar stores stocked with cheap processed canned foods and frozen meats and endless fast food options around the corner. It makes those communities dependent on these stores and fast food chains for nutrition. A very strong goal of mine in our, in our future is to partner with senior citizen homes and independent living facilities to create plant-based options and have a line of affordable meals for our elderly community, our most vulnerable. Statistics show that older adults who follow a vegan or vegetarian diet are better at protecting their health. A study conducted by Stanford University and published in the American Journal of Clinical Nutrition found that swapping animal-based meat with plant-based meat can significantly lower levels of LDL cholesterol. Additionally, for women going through menopause, there was a study published earlier this year that found that plant-based diets rich in soy reduces moderate to severe hot flashes by 84%. While it is estimated that approximately 80% of menopausal women suffer from hot flashes, the research team found that the women who follow a plant-based diet that includes soy products, such as whole soybeans, can improve greatly on their symptoms of menopause. When I became my grandmother, Mary Lee's caregiver, she was 96, about to be 97. She was on diabetic medication. She was seeing a cardiologist twice a year, and she was getting injections in her eye for her macular degeneration. Those were some scary injections. Like they were literally giving her a shot directly in her eye that was gonna stop the bleeding that was behind the retina. These were painful injections for her. She would kind of have like a bruised eye for the next couple of days and she was just in a lot of pain. When my husband and I first started switching our lifestyle to more plant-based and then eventually going full vegan, I was my grandmother's caregiver, like I said, so I was in charge of making her meals. So I started making her smoothies. I increased the amounts of fruits and vegetables she was getting. We would do snacks. It would be, you know, almond butter with some crackers or pretzels. Just giving her more whole foods. Then we were making dishes with a lot of beans for protein, using the plant-based meat alternatives. And just in that the first few months, we were seeing such a difference in her. Her energy level was higher. She was staying up super late. She's still to this day, she's 99. She's staying up till after midnight watching her Steve Harvey. She loves Family Feud. 
she just was overall improving. Her skin was brighter. Her hair was growing. Her memory was a lot better. She, I mean, she's now 99, so she doesn't remember every, you know, every conversation. But she'll definitely call back something from yesterday or last week. She's just more present. When we got her labs done after like four months of going vegan, her doctor was astonished. They saw so much change in her in her lab results. She was off her diabetic medication. When we went to the cardiologist, he said she was doing so great. He didn't need to see her until the next year, which let me tell you, if you're if you're not around an elderly patient, it's not uncommon for them to see their cardiologist once a month. So to be told at 97, you don't need to come back until next year is amazing. Her PCP took her off insulin, so she didn't have to get her blood sugar checked daily anymore. When we went to her eye doctor for the injection, he couldn't believe it. He was ready. Like, let me tell you guys, they had brought the medication in the room because they just knew they were going to have to give it to her. And then when he looked at her eyes, he was like, hold on, I don't, I don't believe what I'm seeing. Like, the bleeding had stopped behind her eyes. So for the last three years, she just was getting checkups every three months and then just to make sure the bleeding was stopped and she has not had another injection since going vegan she's a southern woman so i love seeing her face after she's enjoying a great meal that we've made and then letting her know like the bacon she was eating wasn't actual bacon her mouth drops open it's just so rewarding so so she can see she's like it even tastes better than the real thing and for us it truly does it's not anything that we miss the plant-based bacon that, that we found, we love. We we eat it on our burgers, breakfast tacos, anything that you were putting bacon in before, you can you can make the swap easily. But you have to have an open mind. I mean, if you're going into something thinking of a negative reaction, you're most likely gonna have a negative experience. And I think that kind of it keeps you stuck and then you're just like, oh, I'm just gonna go back to what I was used to. But like, you don't have to be used to high blood pressure or high cholesterol. Like, those aren't a given. They're genetic because we have not broken that cycle and we can be the change that we want to see in generations of our family. Don't set yourself up for failure. Plan accordingly. So if you're going to hang out with your family, if it's a barbecue or cookout, bring your own stuff. I mean, yeah, it sucks the first couple of times, but then you'll be used to it and you're going to be much happier with your choices sticking to a plant-based diet. Best believe my husband and I have (laughs) Instacarted some food to a family member's house for a barbecue. No shame in our game. Shout out to David for grilling some delicious Impossible Burgers, even though he would not try them. I'll be real with you guys, though. The first Thanksgiving as a vegan, we made the mistake of not coming prepared. And we ended up just eating, like, fruit tray and some rolls. So (laughs) definitely be prepared. Have a game plan ready of what you're going to do if that's eating before. I would highly suggest looking up some vegan restaurants in your area. A lot of vegan restaurants are great for having like a holiday meal ready that you can either pre-order to pick up a couple days before or some restaurants are still open on Thanksgiving Day or you can get your plate and have it made. That's definitely what we've done the past couple years. Uh, One year we did have our own vegan Thanksgiving at our house 
Um, we used the Tofurky brand of their, their ham roast, which was delicious. We made a brown sugar agave glaze for it. I made baked mac and cheese, sweet potato casserole, stuffing. We still had our traditional Thanksgiving meal and it was plant-based. And let me tell you, guess what didn't happen afterwards? We weren't sleep on the couch because we can't keep our eyes open after our meal. Guys, our food is not supposed to make us tired. What you eat is supposed to nourish your body and give you energy. We make jokes and we just clown about getting the itis after having our Thanksgiving meal. That's not supposed to happen. We have to be the change we want to see. There's a couple documentaries that I want to encourage you to watch. The first one is The Invisible Vegan. It's a 90-minute documentary by Jasmine Leva that explores the problem of unhealthy dietary patterns in the African-American community. It's a great documentary. Again, it's only 90 minutes long. Watch it with your families. Have a discussion about it, what you see, what you take from it, what you don't agree with. Again, you're going to have opinions, good or bad, but like get that knowledge. Another um, good documentary is called Feel Rich, Health is the New Wealth. It documents the self-love revolution emerging in urban communities. It's narrated by Quincy Jones III. It features interviews with iconic artists, producers, urban farmers, and mediators who have made dramatic changes in their lives by opening themselves up to new ideas about what it means to be rich. This was a great documentary. I don't believe we were vegan when we saw it, but it definitely opened our eyes to just different possibilities. And these are just two documentaries that focus primarily on the African-American culture. Again, there's tons of documentaries on veganism and stuff, but different things appeal to different people because I'm going to be upfront with you. I've seen different documentaries in the past, but it didn't it didn't strike me in the way that it, it did when I watched What the Health and then The Invisible Vegan of just what our food is doing to our community directly. So I definitely encourage you guys to watch it. Come join our community. We can have some discussions about it. Maybe let's do a watch party. Until next time, guys. See you later. I hope you enjoyed this episode of I Can't Believe I'm Vegan. If you did, remember to hit subscribe and follow our podcast. To stay even more up to date, head over to ICan'tBelieveImVegan.com and join our community. We'd love to have you. You don't have to do this alone. I'm Kara. See y'all next time.